What's up, sports fans? Welcome into an archived edition of Natty Nights. Because football is right around the corner, I thought what better time to bring up the old interview that I had with Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall. I talked to him a while back, like right after the NFL draft, uh, after the Chicago Bears selected Darnell Mooney in the fifth round. Not only did I talk to him about the Tulane Green Wave football program and that <laughs> unbelievable game against Houston last season, but I also talked to him about Darnell Mooney. What kind of player is he? What kind a guy off the field is he is he a loud mouth it's time to go to work and show him what's good or is it a i'm gonna keep my head down and just get to work kind of guy he gave uh, some insight about what it's like navigating as an offensive coordinator as a recruiter as a scouter through covid19 a, a really good interview uh and, and some great insight from coach hall he was gracious enough to talk to me for about 20 minutes so sit back relax and enjoy the interview with coach will hall in the previous years, he spent uh, some time at the uh, University of Memphis as well as Louisiana Lafayette. Offensive coordinator of the Green Wave, Will Hall. Thanks for joining the show, Will. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Really excited to be here. Uh, so before we get going, I, I, with everything going on, I, I, have to, uh, I have to ask, is everybody, everybody safe and healthy uh, on your end? Oh, yeah, man. We've been great. I've got a 12-year-old boy and a 9-year-old boy and uh, me and my wife and and, uh, man, we've been able to get a lot of work done here at Tulane. Uh, we've got a staff that's very uh, very technologically savvy, so we've been using Zoom, and, and we feel like we're ahead of the game right now as far as preparing for the season and also with recruiting. And, uh, you know, man, we've my wife, my wife's become a great uh, elementary school teacher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the run here with all the homeschool, and I've been able to get a lot of work done at home, so – we think we're ahead of the game and trying to make the most of a tough situation, but, but we're healthy and, uh, you know, which has been a big blessing and, and hope that hope this country can keep moving forward in a positive fashion and, and, uh, we can get back to living our lives like we, like we've always done here soon. Absolutely. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, and, and obviously technology is playing a giant role into, um, into just the way we're kind of operating as a whole, but, have you noticed any obstacles that um, that you didn't really expect to this to to affect uh, as far as planning for next season or, or even recruiting? Yeah, you know the big thing is I, I think it's going to force schools to really look at how we handle this time of year because you know I think us at Tulane I think we're so far ahead as far as evaluation of prospects because normally we spend half our days every day this time of year or more traveling whether that's uh, flying on planes or driving in cars or both, where now we're just evaluating them and we're Zooming them and we're FaceTiming them and calling them. So I think we're ahead of the curve as far as evaluations goes and where we want to be now. I think we're behind from the standpoint of this is the time of year where a lot of kids unofficially come and visit your campus on their own and see you and kind of get that last stamp of approval where they see it. And uh, we're not able to get that done which has been kind of tough. And then those kids that are on the fringe of getting a scholarship offer, this is the time of the year creeping up on us in the next few weeks where camps would start and you can get a great eval of them in, in, on your campus and in a face-to-face -face fashion, and we're losing that. So we're ahead in some ways, but, but, but it hurts in some ways too. And it's just uh, there's got to be a great way moving forward to mesh that. And, uh, but it's forced everybody – that isn't up to speed technology-wise to kind of catch up and, and see that 
that uh, technology makes things a whole lot easier as far as connecting people. And so I think there's going to be a lot of good out of it come too. Now, I'm a guy that always sees the glass half full and sees the positive in it and tries to find a positive. But, but I think that is going to be one of the good that, good that comes out of it. So take me back to your your kind of initial stages kind of going into Tulane. What really attracted you to, to become a part of, of Tulane's community? Yeah, so uh, really number one, Willie Fritz, and it was a big number one. You know, I was a small school coach. I was a D2 guy that had been a D2 head coach at the age of 30 and had a lot of success and was blessed to, to, to be a part of some great staff where we turned uh, two places, two programs around and won uh, more than they had really ever ever won there. And, um, you know, and, and wanted to get into this Division One level, so I jumped into Lafayette and jumped over to Memphis and, but Coach Fritz was a guy that had kind of done it the way that I had. You know, he'd been a junior college uh, great coach, a great D2 coach, a great FCS coach, and, and uh, had always been one of my heroes. We coached against each other when I was a young OC uh, at, at, at back in uh, when I was 26 years old and developed a relationship there. And, and uh, so that was number one. Number two was I grew up in Mississippi, the son of a coach. My dad's the second winningest coach in Mississippi history, high school-wise. Uh, and so uh, I knew where New Orleans was. I knew I knew specifically all the great talent that is in Louisiana, Mississippi, East Texas, the panhandle of Florida and Alabama. So I knew we were located to a lot of good players and just really felt like with Coach Fritz's leadership coupled with the location to all this good talent, I felt like we were on the verge of doing something special. And and getting in this American conference, it puts us on the forefront of all the group of five schools. So your common recruiting, uh, you know, competition, we're kind of in a bigger, better league than all those guys now, coupled with we're probably the best degree in the whole South academically. So there's a lot to sell here. And uh, But it started with Coach Fritz, man. So I, you touched on it a little bit, and and I gotta uh, I gotta I gotta let you know that I did I did more research than people think. Thirty one and nine at West Georgia, it's pretty good. Uh, and then you kind of carry over some some success pretty much everywhere you went, to be honest with you. And and you know we we get to the past season at Tulane, and virtually every offensive category the stats improved. So for for everybody out there, Tulane, you got a you got a good one here, um, but. I watched past interviews with you, and one thing I noticed is pretty much every post game, every post practice interview, your voice is gone. What's it like playing for you? Yeah, so I'm a high energy guy, man. I'm one of those guys that believes a leader leads, you know, at the front of the pack. I believe the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. And, uh, you know, I learned that from my college head, co- head coach, Mark Hudspeth. And, uh, you know, man, I just try to have a lot of energy. I'm a guy that believes you coach every rep, whether that's good or bad. So, you know, I'm the guy that if if, if a kid throws an interception, I'm going to get on to it, you know. But if a kid throws a touchdown, I'm going to be the first one there congratulating him on that too. And I tell quarterbacks when I recruit them, man, we're going to have a real relationship, just like you have with, with your you know, close guardian or parent that you have, you know, we're in a real relationship means we're going to get really happy with each other. We're going to get really mad with each other. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry and we're going to go through all that together, but we're never going to doubt, you know, uh, where my motives are coming from and, uh, and where my intentions are. Cause I'm going to prove that to you every day. So you are right. I get hoarse, man. And, uh, 
but that's just because I try to bring it every day for those kids because we got an obligation to them. You know, we got an obligation to those kids. I think your college football experience should be the greatest four or five years of your life, you know, and uh, and so we try to give it to them, you know, every every day. And, that, and that's also something that, that matches up with Coach Fritz's morals and Coach Fritz's directive too. So it's been a great marriage here. So you 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 talk about you you'd like the the college football experience to be the best of of your career, and I want to go back to one specific game because I'm gonna be I'll just be completely honest with you. Up until this game, I I didn't pay much attention to Tulane football, and then it was yep. Tulane Houston, and it was the absolute electric atmosphere. The Darnell Mooney, which we'll get to, the 48-yard catch for a touchdown, the McCluskey touchdown with three seconds left. Was that the most exciting game that you can remember? It was just unbelievable. You know, the, we, we played so bad in the first half, and credit to Houston. They got a really good program. But, you know, we had a lot of things there, and our, and, uh, our quarterback, Justin McMillan's from Texas, and uh, is a winner, and uh, won back-to-back bowl games at Tulane for the first time in school history, and and he, we had missed a few throws in the first half and then had a few drops. And it just kind of put us, you know, behind the eight ball a little bit. And uh, in the second half, we put a drive together and got back in it. And it just kind of got momentum. And we're able to, you know, get it going right there. Our defense got a great stop late. And then we pulled out the fake kneel play. And then we hit the play over the middle, which we worked all the time. And then for that situation, it scored. And it was just pandemonium. You know, from from going to being down, I think twenty eight to seven, to a great program like Houston, which Tulane had not beaten in a long time, to uh, you know to win in that game on ESPN on Thursday night. I mean, that's a big deal for a place that traditionally doesn't have a lot of great football history, and and I think it was a big culture changing moment for our program for Coach Fritz, and uh, I think I think it's something you'll see out of our program for time to come. We think we're on the verge of being an elite, elite program, you know, at this level. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't agree more, actually, just kind of looking at uh, at the past track record and, and the direction that you guys are going. And so you talk, and I'll take this term from you, about the offense is sort of your toolbox, and it's your job to use the tools uh, however they need to be used. So I want to talk about this one specific pr- player who is now a, a member of the Chicago Bears. He actually just came out with his number. He's number 11. Uh, Darnell Mooney. So, what was your first impression of Darnell Mooney when you when you first got to watch him at, at Tulane, whether it's practice or, or even game film? What did you think? Yeah, so he's got elite change of direction, uh, elite speed on his first step. You know, and he's a great worker. He's a really quiet young man that leads by example. Uh, in the weight room, he's always working. He's got a smile on his face. So he really understands, you know, how to impact others in a positive way. And uh, I was drawn to him from that standpoint. He's a guy that can play outside and in the slot. He's got that skill set. He's not a big guy, but he's not small, you know, so he can do both. He can play outside. He had to play to the boundary for us. He's probably more of a field outside guy or a slot receiver, you know, to the boundary. Specifically in college football, there's less space. Now, in the NFL with the hashes, I think his game's more suitable to the NFL than it is to college, to be honest with you, because of that, because he's a space guy. But, uh, you know, he, he did that. 
without any reservation because he's a team guy because we didn't have a lot of bigger guys at receiver this year. We had a guy go down the injury, and we just were out of that, and he had to play to the boundary and had to do it. And uh, just a team guy all the way. We did not get him the ball as much as we should have. That was a failure on my part uh, for whatever, you know, transition from an option-style offense to a pro-style offense. Uh, we just didn't get him the ball as much as I would have liked. And uh, But, you know, man, he is a great kid that I think the Bears hit a home run with. I'm familiar with Anthony Miller. You know, he was at Memphis before I got there. I know all those guys that coached him. And uh, I, I think very similar to Anthony, you know, in a skill set. So can you talk a little bit about – because i got to be honest, a lot of the critiques of – of Darnell Mooney as well, you know, and you touched on a little bit. Well, he's not that big, right? He's 5'10", 5'11", 170. I think they have him listed at 174. Um, can you talk a little bit about a few things here? His his vertical leap and his ability to go up with, uh, with, with bigger corners and backs and his blocking ability because I remember a specific block in that Houston game. He, didn't, he wasn't playing like he was 5'10". Yeah, that's right. You know, so, uh, he, you know, he is 174. Like I said, he's at 5'10", 174, he's not going to be the smallest guy out there, but he's not, you know, he's not the biggest guy either. So he's, he's caught somewhere in between. I think he can get to where he grows and matures into a man because he was not red-shirted, so he's a true senior. You know, I think he's going to be 185 to 190-pounder before it's over with. He can carry that. But like I said, man, his explosiveness – you know, from a workout standpoint. I mean, his first step, he's going full speed, his change of direction, his vertical jump, his broad jump. He is an explosive, explosive human being. You know, if he was a if it was basketball, he would be a point guard. Uh, you know, if it was if it was I mean, he's definitely a track guy. You know, I mean he he's that kind of guy. Can you reassure uh some Bears fans out there um that have read a little bit about you know there's some scouting reports out there and we all know how those go um they talk a little bit about his hands not being up to par as 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 what you'd like to see for an NFL receiver and obviously these things grow over time but what can you tell me about his his catchability yeah so you know he had some drops this year which has been talked about but if you'll go back and examine those drops most of those drops or in games where the uh, situation had already been decided, the game had been decided. So what I'm saying by that is those were what we like to say are concentration drops, which are easy, easily fixable. You know, there's drops when the money's on the table, and there's drops when the money's not on the table. And his drops, if you go back and look, like he had one in the Memphis game where the game had already been decided. I remember he had one in the SMU game where that game had already been decided. I can't ever remember him having a drop in a game uh, that that was was an easy catch where it was a really really mattered situation. He also came up with big catches when it really did matter, like the Houston game, like the Florida International game, like the Southern Miss game when we had to have them. So to all the Bears fans, I would just say, you know, concentrate uh, when the moment was at its biggest, and and I don't. You know, the year I was with him, he was always there and ready to be clutch. I think those drops were concentration. Now, that's not an excuse, and Mooney would tell you that. But my point is, a concentration drop is fixable. A kid that struggles catching, you know, in big moments means there there there's a skill set uh, 
stigma there that's not fair. And the Bears did their research. They know that, too. Sure. Sure. So, you know, moving forward, how long do you think it will take? And I, I suppose it's going to be tough to answer this question, but I guess give me, give me, give me the best shot. You talk about Darnell Mooney able to kind of catch on quickly. We, I, I've read a lot about that as well. Um, really, really intelligent kid. How long do you think it'll take him to kind of adjust to what a lot of people say is one of the most complex offenses in the NFL? You know, I don't think it'll take long. You know, when we install with all NFL schemes, you know, Coach Nagy and those guys come from the Andy Reid tree, which uh, we have a lot of similar concepts here. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of familiarity with him. Now it's going to be terminology is going to be different from what we call it. Some things will be the same uh, because, you know, you can get so much information out there now. But there'll be, there'll be a lot of, of, of things that are similar. The fact that he's played in the slot and outside, I think he's used to that. But we, we, we run a very complex NFL scheme. And I think smaller guys, again, I think are better suited for the NFL because you can't put your hands on them after five yards. You know, where in college you can rough them up even more. So I think you're going to see a kid that, that's only going to be a better player at that league. And he was just coming into his own. You know, he was a – he wasn't recruited very much out of high school, and he developed as he was going. If he'd have been redshirted and he had one more year this year, I was going to be a redshirt senior. I mean, we could have, you know, there's no telling, you know, what he could have done with another year in our system. Did you get a chance to uh, to speak to Darnell a little bit before or even after after he was chosen, or is that something that uh, you know once the process kind of starts, your your hands off? Yeah, you know, I've texted him. Our receivers coach and our analyst who works straight with the receivers have talked to him. And uh, we've texted back and forth. Uh, he's a great kid, man. He's not a guy of a lot of words. He's really funny. You know, they'll get to know him up there. After after he gets Conway, he's really funny. Uh, you know, he's got a great sense of humor. But he's a quiet, put-my-head-down-and-go-to-work guy and, and prove myself before I open my mouth type guy. So you won't get a lot out of him early on. Well, I I, uh, I got to tell you, I, I kind of got that impression. Uh, there was a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff that the Bears had posted and uh, Coach Nagy had, had called him. And pretty much all he said was, yeah, I'm ready to go. So I uh, I hear you. I got one final question for you, and this is for the, for the Tulane faithful that uh, may be watching or, or catching this. What can Tulane fans – hope for and expect going into next season because coming off of this season you you mentioned them a little bit you had some big wins and you had some really close losses I feel like the curve is starting to go in the right direction so what can they look forward to yeah you know we think we're on the verge of doing something really special here coach Fritz has done an unbelievable job changing the culture we've won back-to-back bowl games we think we're going to be in the mix again to compete for a conference championship, which we were last year, you know, uh, you know, all of our losses, like you said, I think we had three or four losses that were by one score or less. Uh, most of, I think all of those, uh, all of them except for one were on the road. Uh, we lost to some team like central Florida by a field goal, Navy by a field goal on the road, temple by one score on the road. You know, those were, were, were really good pros. So we're right there in the mix. We think we're going to be there again. We had a phenomenal recruiting year. I think we were the second-ranked recruiting class in all a group of five. And that's when you know the program's turn, when you start recruiting on an elite level, and that's what we've done. 
So we think we're going to be on the verge of competing for a conference title next year and from here on out, and, and that's the goal. Well, we're uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be uh, paying a lot closer attention to Tulane football, and I'm hoping that uh, we can we can uh, rack up some even more impressive offensive numbers. Coach, uh, Coach Will Hall, I appreciate your time, and uh, best of uh, best of luck moving forward. All right, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you.